It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On a huge day of league action across Scotland It's as tight as can be at the top So Celtic will look to move three points clear against Kilmarnock Before Rangers respond at St Johnston tomorrow Hearts are comfortable in third and host Motherwell After their six-goal thriller midweek Aberdeen Hibs, Livy St Mirren and Dundee Ross County Make up the Saturday card in the top flight With plenty more across the divisions And you are in the company of Gordon DL Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Fiery February Continues with a blaze of controversy Brendan Rodgers asked the Celtic fans For patience when they play Kilmarnock today And they will get it So long as they're winning Against their bogey team We're into the Russian roulette phase Of the title race One false move And you're bang in trouble When it's neck and neck Speaking of which What about the oddest stat of the day In the Premiership Listen up Aberdeen play Hibs Both of them Have won six games They've both lost ten games And they've both drawn eight games They've both scored 29 goals And they've both lost 39 goals Which means two things They've both got a goal difference Of minus ten And they're both rotten Off we go He's done ah, his research this afternoon yeah, Very good You must have had that a lot of time and No, no, it. no Lindsay Hearn in the newsroom told me I had that written down <laughs> Five big games in the Premiership today Mark Wilson Lots happening Yeah well I think this is really when the pressure kicks in Hugh rightly says February You know things shaping up Like the way they're probably going to finish And when you're neck and neck at the top Nothing between the sides That's when the real pressure is on the players And Celtic are first to feel that today With a home game against Kilmarnock Who have been going well this season But when you look down the division as well The race for top six as well And can Levy who are home Today, can they get a much needed win to keep in touch with Ross County? What a good fixtures. I'll keep it short and sharp. There are plenty of good fixtures there today, plenty of good goals, lots of drama. Let's get it on. Yeah, I mean, well, never say that again, but also we're here <laughs> until six o'clock, so I'm going to need you to elaborate at some point. It can't be as short and sharp as that all afternoon, but we'll let you off for now because I'm keen, as I'm sure you all are, to get round the grounds and find out who is playing for who this afternoon. Five huge games in the Premiership. The weekend got off to a blistering start in the championship last night. There are lots of intrigue everywhere you look. So let's get stuck right in at Celtic Park for Celtic against Kilmarnock with Gabriel. Thanks, Gordon. Yes, Celtic start today in first place, but not with the breathing space they had a few months ago. A resurgent Rangers have pulled themselves level on points with the champions. With goals scored, the only metric that can separate the two sides at the moment. And a title race that looks set to go down to the wire. Celtic know they cannot afford any more slip-ups, especially at home. And as Hugh says especially against their bogey team. They're hopeful that they can re-establish a three-point gap again and apply some pressure on their rivals, who of course travel to St Johnston tomorrow lunchtime. Now, Brendan Rodgers has been dismissing the negative narrative surrounding his team, who have won eight of their last nine games. And he knows that despite some performances that weren't at Celtic's free-flowing best, they are still getting the job done. And Rodgers makes just one change to the team that beat St Mirren in the Scottish Cup six days ago. Greg Taylor comes back in at left-back. It's his first game in four weeks since he picked up a groin injury against Bucky Thistle. Alexandra Bernabe drops to the bench. So just give you the full starting 11. It's Joe Hart in goal. A defence of Tony Ralston 
Stephen Welsh, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. It'll be Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly in midfield with Dazen Maeder and Luis Palma on the wings. Kyogo will play just off Adam Eder. The substitutes, Bain, Navrotsky, Kun, Kelly, Bernabe, O, Yang, Tomoki and Bernardo. And no Leal Abada today. Roger says the 22-year-old is still not in the right frame of mind. You wonder if he will play for Celtic again. And today's opponents, Kilmarnock, are of course the only team to beat the Hoops twice domestically this campaign. And Killy have been brilliant in all of their big games this season. They're unbeaten since the winter break with three victories in that time. They sit fourth in the division. But manager Derek McInnes says his team won't let their foot off the gas. He says it's the team who hit form now that will secure top six. And boosted by attacking additions in January, Killer will fancy their chances of reaching Europe. A result here, whether it be a draw or a win, would go a very long way. McInnes makes four changes to the team that beat Cove Rangers last weekend. Fraser Murray, Rory McKenzie, David Watson and Kevin Van Veen all drop to the bench. Captain Kyle Vassell comes back in up top, along with Danny Armstrong, Liam Donnelly and Joe Wright. It looks like a change of formation for Killy as well. We think it'll be 4-4-2. Will Dennis will be in goal. A defence of Lewis Mayo, Stuart Finley, Corey Ndaba and Joe Wright. Danny Armstrong and Matty Kennedy will be out wide with Liam Donnelly and Liam Polworth in the middle. Kyle Vassell and Marley Watkins are up top. Substitutes O'Hara, McKenzie, Watson, Balagizi, Murray, Davies, Stewart, Mackay Stephen and Van Veen. The referee here is John Beaton and Willie Collum will be on the VAR. They're all huge games, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. I could say that every week from the start of the season, but it's certainly been cranked up a bit in recent times. That looks like a special match to me. I think Celtic have picked a very positive side. Brendan Rodgers is clearly not a happy man. He's going on about narratives and uh, outside noises and all the rest of it. Uh, but Kilmarnock come there, never mind the fact that they've beaten Celtic twice this season already. Both of those victories came on the synthetic surface at Rugby Park. But Kilmarnock go there with good players, particularly going forward with Van Veen and Danny Armstrong and Vassell. Uh, and Celtic have a very positive team that could be a terrific football match what jumps out from the team news for you Mark Wilson there is only minimal changes being made I suppose yeah well firstly Greg Taylor being back I think he is a big player I know he's had, had some criticism this season because his performance levels hasn't reached what they were last season but there's no doubt in my mind he's better option than Burnaby even though Burnaby was okay last time out against St Mirren Taylor's certainly the preferred option but I think Brendan Rodgers sticking to what he had up top last week I think that's a telling sign that he liked what he saw he's he's liking what he's seen from Ida in training and the games he's played and he knows he needs Kyogo in the side because when you're struggling or perceived to be struggling or not playing your best you need your best players in the side there's no doubt Kyogo is one of Celtic's better players so he's found a position for him that he can still score from the wide areas are always of interest at Celtic Maeda holds his place down and so does Palma and Palma recently hasn't really been setting the world on fire so maybe he could be fortunate but he's right looks like it's going to be a terrific game um, Celtic certainly need to win and if they can pair that with a performance then the fans will certainly go home happy I think this could be the day that Celtic fans get both actually I know it'll be difficult I do agree with the lads I think it'll be a very exciting game I think Derek McInnes Usually a lot of teams, apart from Rangers, go there, they sit in, they try and hit Celtic in the counter-attack. We've seen it week in, week out. I think Kamarnock will have a go. I think they'll fancy it. Um, they've got good players, game-changers for me. I think Derek's built a terrific squad there. But after watching Celtic last week at Paisley, there were sort of a signs there that were starting to get back to what we know they can produce. 
They've uh, worked with this Kyogo playing in that number 10 role there Got success with it They're at home today Expecting big things I think Celtic uh, will win this one comfortably today Mark, as you quite rightly pointed out Kilmarnock have got a brilliant record against Celtic this season Those have come at uh, Rugby Park They're travelling a bit better than they have from last season But again, still some disappointing results on the road as well Can that translate to Celtic Park, which is a different challenge? Well, it'll be interesting to see how Derek sets up his side Because at Rugby Park, um, you know, he closed in spaces very well But like Daz just touched on there They had match winners in wide areas And they were very quick to get the ball to the match winners in these wide areas um, and they've obviously added Van Veen and Vassell's in there as well So they've got guys that can cause problems But when you come to Celtic Park, it is a different game You know, bigger pitch, Celtic, you know, like those surroundings The pitch will play well, I think it'll be in better condition than we've seen this season So the game will take on a different form Derek McInnes will be hoping for the same outcome And with Daz in this one, I think Celtic will have enough today Probably in any other country, it wins out of nine uh, is actually a very, very good return. Uh, but I've been here in Scotland. I know that eight wins out of nine is a disaster when you're top of the league. So <laughs> I just focus on what we need to do. I, I understand and I get I get the feeling and I understand that you have to create that. And I understand this city that the two teams can't be doing well. You know, I know you can be, when I was at Liverpool, Liverpool and Everton can be doing well at the same time. But that can't happen here. So one has to be pushed down. And for us, it's us, because we're at the top. And we slipped up in early December. That narrative has continued right the way through, even though the players have won eight games, some tough games, and drawn one game. I can't control that. What I can control is the, the mindset of the team, the attitude of the team, and knowing that over this next uh, period of games, we'll be really focused and be really aggressive and attack the game. What everyone else says right, I couldn't care less. Huge game at the top Celtic against Kilmarnock We have given you the team news We will continue the build up of course As the afternoon progresses Let's go down the table just slightly Third place Hearts comfortable in third And they host Motherwell watched by Roger Hanna Yeah and they are comfortable in third Gordon I heard Brendan Rogers there talking about 8 wins out of 9 We'll try Hearts 10 wins and a draw from their last 11 It's their best run since 2015 When they were promoted out of the Championship Back to the top flight It's moved them 12 points clear of Kilmarnock in third place And you look at the fixtures this afternoon You wonder if that gap could widen even further If Hearts are to get a win and Kilmarnock drop anything at Celtic Park The Jambos have had a clear week They won 4-1 last Sunday night at Airdrie in the Cup To set up a quarter-final away at Morton Morton of course the team that knocked Motherwell out the cup last week. Well, it had been in a six-game unbeaten run before that defeat at Capelo. And then it was a bizarre trip to Petodre Wednesday night. 3-0 up, back to 3-3. Both teams having a, a, a winner disallowed by VAR in the closing stages. But the real winner that day was Theo Baird. Eight goals now in eight games for a reborn Motherwell striker. And he'll lead the line today. He won't be supported by Andy Halliday on loan, can't play against his parent club and he's even having to swap bench cam for stand cam this afternoon because if he could have been free from the loan, he's got a calf injury and wouldn't play anyway Gordon, so it's going to make um, for an interesting watch for Andy this afternoon. Four changes for his former club, his parent club hearts from that Airdrie game, out go Craig Gordon, 
Craig Halkett, George Grant and Kenny Vargas. In comes Ander Clark, Frankie Kent, Kai Rolls and a first Tyne Castle appearance for Scott Fraser. So it's Ander Clark in goal at the back. Frankie Kent, Kai Rolls and Stephen Kingsley. Across the middle, Dexter Lembekisa, Benny Beningame, Callum Neuenhoff and Alec Cochran. And then Alan Forrest and Scott Fraser behind 25 goal Lawrence Shanklin that double he hit at Airdrie last weekend taking him to 50 goals in the Maroon of Hearts on the bench for the Jambos Gordon Grant and Oda Atkinson Devlin and Sibic Denham Tate and Vargas Mother will two changes from the 3-3 draw at Petodre and both are enforced Callum Butcher who came off injured in the 3-3 draw is out and so too in a big blow to Motherwell is Blair Spittle. He's failed a fitness test this morning and misses out Dan Casey and Lennon Miller coming in. So it's Liam Kelly in goal. It's a back three, Paul McGinn, Beavis Mugabe and Dan Casey. Across the middle, Adam Devine, Davos, Dravkovsky, Lennon Miller, Harry Payton and Georgie Gent. And up top, Jack Vale and Theo Beer. On the bench, Oxborough, O'Donnell and Obika, Blaney, Buyabu and Elliot Ferry Wells. And returning to Tynecastle, former Hearts winger Sam Nicholson. The referee is Chris Graham. The VAR is Andrew Dallas. And if you're looking for some optimism, Gordon, both league games between the sides this season has resulted in away wins. Well, we'll see if that's an omen or not. I mean, Gordon DL has been doing a bit of a spy in the camp this week, weren't you? Because you've obviously got your claret and amber persuasions and I have it on good authority, you mm. bumped into star striker Lauren Shankland in a popular high street fashion store that you're arguably too old to be in. <laughs> you think so? Day. <laughs> he was very impressed, and uh, he was asking me, obviously, he knew about my goal-scoring records, and, you know, just anything could push him on a little bit more, but the boy's doing fantastically well. Hearts, Motherwell, Motherwell are playing, guaranteed, Roger Hanna, Tyne Castle, goals. I heard that Lauren Shankland said to you, not about your goal scoring record. They said, What are you doing here? Well, I did say that at the beginning, Hugh, but we'll get into a further, better conversation <laughs> this time went on. It was those skinny jeans that you were trying on that he was, <laughs> he was a bit worried about. He's 30. But on a serious note, I mean, you lot have come in here waxing lyrical about training clips of Lauren Shanklin scoring fancy finishes. He's a, he can do no wrong in front of goal at the moment, Gordon, against a defence that. Is struggling, shall we say? Although Dan Casey's back in, and maybe that boost is offset by the absence of Blair Spittle. Look, it'd be a little bit unfair in the rest of the Hearts players, but uh, Lauren Shankland's one of the main reasons, and probably the main reason why Hearts are sitting where they are. The run that they've went on, his finishing is absolutely brilliant. If Motherwell have got anything today, or got to get anything, sorry, then I think that's uh, one thing they'll need to stop. They need to stop the service to Shanklin. If they can do that, then they may have a chance. But in past records, you look at Motherwell going up, they, they, they can't keep a clean sheet at home, apart from Ross County, OK, 5-0. But they're 3-0 up at Petaudry, hanging on to get the point. They're away at Tynecastle today, a Hearts t- team that are well in form, get the best goal scorer in Scotland just now. You've got to say, it's got to be Theo, difficult. Theo Bear. Oh, Theo. Well, do you know something? I was just going to come on to that. If Motherwell, on the other hand, are going to get anything, they've got to get supply, but Spittle's a big miss. What about Aberdeen Hibs, Dave Galloway? Yeah, looking forward to this one, Gordon. A big crowd is expected here for a huge match in the fight for top six places. Most people before the season kicked off would have expected Aberdeen and Hibs to be certain of top half finishes. 
but there are big question marks against the two teams right now. They've had poor Premiership campaigns so far, as we all know, and as Hugh alluded to a little earlier, they have identical league stats and both have sacked their managers as well. Currently, the Dons and the Highbies lag 22 points behind Hearts in third place. Victory for either this afternoon could be a major shot in the arm as two vastly underachieving sides look to finally get their acts together. And the managers know each other very well, with Neil Warnock having had Nick Montgomery as a player for several years at Sheffield United. Taking a look at the teams then, and a couple of changes for Aberdeen. In come Richard Jensen and Duke. Out drop Shaden Morris and Dante Polvara. So Kelleroos in goals. A back four of Nicky Devlin, Stefan Gartenman, Richard Jensen and Jack McKenzie. Connor Barron and Graham Shinney, the sitters with Duke, Leighton Clarkson and Jamie McGrath further forward. Boyan Majowski, as ever, leading the attack. Subs for the Dons, Doohan, Hayes, Phillips, Sockler, Polvara, Duncan, McDonald, Milne and Junior Hoylett, the 33-year-old Canadian international winger, signing yesterday until the end of the season. As for Hibs, a couple of changes for them as well. It's Dylan Levitt and Ellie Ewan replacing Luke Amos and Eliza Mayenda in the starting lineup. So David Marshall in goals across the back. Lewis Miller, Will Fish, uh, Nectarios Triantis and Jordan Obita. Joe Newell and Luke Amos, the sitters. Then it's Martin Boyle, Nathan Mariah Welsh and Ellie Ewan with uh, the attack being led by Maizan Maulida. As for the subs for the high, the high bees, it's uh, Wallacott, Hanlon, Venti, Amos, Stevenson, Lafondra, Marcondes, Tavares and Bushiri. Match referee here at Pataudry Stadium, it's David Monroe and on VAR, Stephen Kirkland. Livy against St Mirren, watched by David Friel. Yeah, Gordon, in two teams, I think it's fair to say, with very different targets coming into this one. St Mirren can go fourth if they win today, Kilmarnock lose or even draw at Celtic, St Mirren will leapfrog them, but... Will this be the day, the finally be the day that Rock Bottom Livingston finally win a league match again? We always have the counter, 134 days, 17 games since the last three points in the Premiership. I'm really sorry to hit Levy fans with this stat, but it's also four years since they've actually beaten St Mirren in the league. So it's clear the odds are against them today. St Mirren are doing well, heading for a top six finish, but... Levy did show great spirit to fight back in the Scottish Cup against Partick Thistle last weekend. 2-0 down, 1-3-2. Teddy Yenger with that last gasp winner. And just speaking to people around the stadium as I come in today, I think there's a bit more optimism around Levy. I think they think this game today might be the start of the great escape. They've got Ross County next week. Obviously a huge game against their nearest rivals. I think if they get three points today, that could go a long way towards staying in this division. St Mirren, as I said, they've been in good form. They did lose to Celtic in the Cup last weekend, but they are also in an important period with a run of kind of favourable games as they start a run of three against the league's bottom three clubs, County St Johnson and Levy today. Stephen Robinson, he's keeping you know, his cars close to the chest, he's not getting carried away but he will be after a decent points haul from these fixtures. In terms of the teams, David Martindale has been switching the keepers about Shamal George is back in for Michael McGovern Mohsen Gary, Andrew Shinney who's making his 100th appearance for Levy today and David Carson also come in for Scott Pittman, Dan McKay and Sean Donnellan. St Mirna made just two changes from the Celtic game, James Scott and Quan come in for Lewis Jameson and Keanu Bacchus. In terms of living, they don't have a recognised left back, so the theory is that Mo Gary will play there, but we'll see what happens. Shamal George in goals, Jimmy Brandon, Michael Nottingham, Io Obelai, Mo Gary at the back, Jason Holt, David Carson, 
Holding midfield with Joel Nubley, Stephen Kelly, Andrew Shinney and Teti Yenge up front. Subs for Olivia, McGovern, Devlin, Anderson, Mackay, Sean Kelly, Guthrie, Leddingham, Colbert and Lowell. Sit man nobody usual. 3-4-2-1 formation. Zach Heming in goals. Back three of Marcus Fraser. Alec Gogic and Charles Dunn, Elvis Bomono, Quan, Caelan Boyd, Munson, Scott Tanz across the middle with James Scott and Greg Kelty in behind Mikel Mandron. Subs for St. Man are Urminsky, Brown, Flynn, Penman, Taylor, Mooney, Bacchus, Olasanya and Jameson. The referee at the Tory Mac is Ewan Anderson and the VAR is Kevin Clancy. And Dundee against Ross County under the watchful eye of Fraser Wishart. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, Gordon, at the start of the season, most pundits had these two down at the bottom of the table in the predictions, and it's turned out that way for. Ross County but Dundee so far a terrific season and a win last week against St Johnson sees them in the top six as we approach the run in and perhaps even thinking of Europe should they get a couple of wins in the next few weeks Tony Doherty has signed really well over 20 players but uh, some of the players already here such as Luke McCowan Lyle Cameron they've uh, flourished in their first season in the top flight but Tony will know if you're going to get any success come May games like today are must wins and they go into this game his hot favourites, although the form's been a bit inconsistent since the winter break, two wins and one draw in the six games, but county season has been well documented, I thought it was a premature decision to get rid of Malky Mackay from the manager's post, Derek Adams had that strange tenure, ended ten days ago, now Don Cowie is in charge and that makes sense, good reputation as a coach, good guy, presume he will be in charge till the end of the season, but despite all the problems, Levy haven't managed to close the gap at the bottom and the teams above them are only five points ahead, so I think county fans will be hopeful a change in form, maybe even a change in fortune might be able to turn their season around. A game county desperate to win though and get something from, even a draw would be a good result because their last win was against Motherwell on the 5th of December, two draws in nine league games and ten if you include the cup defeat against Thistle since then. There's been one change for Dundee in the game against St Johnson last week. Zach Robinson drops to the bench and then comes Dan Costello. They go 4-4-1-1 formation. Trevor Carson in goals. Jordan McGee, Joe Shocknessy, Aaron Donnelly and Owen Beck at the back. Lyle Cameron, Mohamed Saylor, Luke McCowan and Dan Costello in midfield with Scott Tiffany off the main striker. Amadou Baka Yoko. The subs for Dundee, John McCracken, Owen Dodgson, Ryan Astley, Curtis Main, Ricky Lamy, Josh Mulligan, Zach Robinson, Finlay Robertson and Malachi Boatem. Just one change as well for Ross County from a defeat in midweek at Ibrox. Eli King drops out and Max Sheaf replaces him in midfield. They go with a 3-5-2 formation. George Wickens in goals. Lloyd Aina, Ryan Leake and Michael Effetti at the back. James Brown, Max Sheaf, Victor Latoury, Jan Danda and Josh Reed across the middle. The two strikers, two quick players, Eamon Brophy and Simon Murray. Just seven subs for Ross County today. Ross Laidlaw, Cameron Borthwick-Jackson, Josh Sims, George Harmon, Jay Henderson, Brandon Kayla and Jordan White and the referee today is Callum Scott and the man in the VAR box is Nick Walsh Looking forward to it then that's the team news complete for all the five fixtures in the Premiership we'll take a week a look back at the week's biggest talking points when we return The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens are in the studio The top team are round the grounds as we build up to a huge Saturday in the SPFL We usually pause to look back at the week's biggest talking points at this stage on a Saturday But I think it's all sort of linked for the second week in a row Roger Hanna, it's all about that title race It has been wall to wall on this phone-in this week Where are we now? Are we in a different position from last weekend when we had this discussion? Yeah, we probably are because Rangers have gone and beaten Ross County in midweek. I mean, it's incredible to think after 25 games, she was just making a point at the top of the show how close Aberdeen and Hibs are. 
Rangers and Celtic are pretty close as well. You know, the same points, the same goal difference. Celtic top by virtue of having scored four more goals. And I was just looking at the fixtures, Gordon. Prior to the Scottish Cup quarterfinals in early March, uh, there's four league games squeezed in for each. I think in three of the four match days, the two teams play on different days. Celtic today, then Rangers tomorrow. Next weekend, it's Rangers on the Saturday, Celtic on the Sunday. There's a mad midweek card when they both play simultaneously. And then it's Rangers on the Saturday, Celtic on the Sunday again. So there will be swings back and forth. I think incredibly in that run, they both play Kilmarnock, they both play Motherwell, they both play Hearts. Um, Rangers are at Perth tomorrow and Celtic have a home game against the squeezed in so I would strap yourself in because there is going to be a lot of toing and throwing and we should all be glad we have got a title race like this So you don't think we somehow arrive at the next meeting of the sides with both winning every game until then? I think there must be a chance. There must be a chance, Gordon, the way they're going just now. You know, there was Brendan Rodgers at the top of the show talking about how eight wins out of nine is a disaster. Um, and, and the next time either team drops any points, you know, be it today, be it tomorrow, be it whatever, that fan base will see it as a disaster, a calamity, a catastrophe. Choose whichever word you like. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they did arrive on April 7th at Ibrox in the same position they find themselves in today and the stakes would be sky high. Yeah, I mean, David, feel you're involved day to day and hearing from the managers and listening to what they're saying. And Brendan Rogers has been uh, quite interesting in the last week or so. Last week, it was all about the narrative that's been forming outside. He was fairly strong on that topic this week and talking about it being a perceived disaster and every manager in the old firm, one of them has to be pushed down by the other club and all that sort of stuff. What have you made of Hugh Keevan's least favourite word, the narrative, this week? Yeah, I noticed last night Hugh was using narrative far too much for my liking, Gordon. Um, he needs to go over that word. No, listen, I know what Brendan Rodgers is trying to do. I think he's trying to create something like maybe a siege mentality. I don't think anybody has been speaking about Celtic's results has been a disaster at all because if not... Um, what is it, 8 and 9, 8 wins and 9 the only job is at Pataudio which can happen during the season I don't think that's necessarily a bad point at the end of the season I think it's been more in terms of the level of performance especially in the last few weeks and also the issues away from the the pitch in terms of signings, in terms of Brendan Rodgers talking about signing strategy in terms of the fans going at the board, we've also got a situation obviously with Leal Abada just now who looks as if he is on his way out of Celtic so there's been some stuff off the field that has led to a bit of a rocky period for Celtic. I think in terms of the actual performances and results, sorry, the results, it's been it's been fine. But I think Brendan Rodgers will be the first person to say that if Celtic are going to win this league, and it's a 13-game league now, then Celtic's performance levels really need to be much better in the next couple of months. Brendan Rodgers has got to stop talking about this city. He's got to stop talking about how bizarre it all is. Because that's just the way it is. And you need to get on with it. On the two o'clock news, we had a story about a women's match between Rangers and Celtic tomorrow that has become controversial because of security issues. This is Glasgow. This is the way it is. Get on with it. And today is a big match for Brendan Rodgers. He's at home to a team he's lost against twice this season already. Cost him a cup. Cost him three valuable league points. It's now a time for mental strength. And that's what Celtic and Rangers have got to show. And I do take Rogers' point on board. Today it's about Celtic having to win. Tomorrow it's about Rangers having to win. So long as Celtic have won three points today. So, got to be big boys about it. And get on with it. And stop talking about how bizarre it all is. And it wouldn't be like this in Liverpool. And incidentally, Frail, 
Pretentious <laughs> The word narrative is pretentious It's used by pretentious people Because they think it makes them sound clever Now you go on with your work and sit quietly in the back Is Brendan Rodgers not entitled enough though To point out that There is a perception of crisis And he's quite simply Using facts to suggest that maybe the crisis Is not as fully blown as some people are making out he Namely keep, you, he I keep, think he means He keeps bringing it up I mean th- well, he's, he's asked obviously well, it wasn't, you know, a, wasn't a monologue, you know, he was asked if, the question. If he is secure in himself and he looks at the league table and he knows that they're neck and neck and it's about 12 games for Celtic, 13 for Rangers, you've just got to focus. He's, he's done very well to get over the injuries that Celtic have had. The loss of Hatati has been a major blow for Celtic. Carter Vickers, major blow. But now it's about focus, tunnel vision, Call it what you will, and he's got to stop talking about how weird we all are here. I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, Hugh. But I, I totally agree with him. I think he's got to address it. I think it's a situation he's got to address. And plus, the fact he's putting over a good message to his players, he's putting over a good message to the supporters. Uh, people are talking negative, and, and people were talking negative. By the way, I've got to say, a lot of the Celtic fans were talking negative, but. Brendan Rodgers is quite right. He's a manager at football club. He's the one that sets the standards and everything about it. He's quite right to come out there and puff his chest out and say, well, hold on a minute. Yeah, probably not play to the the, the style and the, the performance that Celtic supporters and Brendan Rodgers and the players are wanting. But they're still up there challenging for the league. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't, it doesn't worry me that. Uh, it felt like it really got ramped up this week, Fraser. We saw a great example of how managers and players can tell us that they're not really looking at the league table and it doesn't really matter at the moment. If you were to listen to Ibrox the other night, it was abundantly clear that there was an appetite there to get a fourth goal and go top of that table. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every person in football is, is aware of what's what's going on, and, and, and they should be. If you don't look at the table, it's like golfers saying, don't look at leaderboard. Well, how can you do your job? How can you decide on your tactics and what you're going to do? But uh, every game now from the end of the season is always, for the old firm, is, is, is must win. And, and we're kind of at the, the stage where we thought we'd, we'd be, because for quite some time, Rangers have had a couple of games in hand or a game in hand. So it's always been, you know, certainly eight points ahead, but Rangers have got two games in hand. Now they're, now they're equal. And virtually equal in all aspects of, of, of the title race, so it's going to be fascinating to see how, how it goes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you guys, uh, with Gordon as well. That um, you know, I think Brendan Rodgers is quite right. You know, because uh, there is a there's a kind of perception that Celtic have had a poor run and poor results. They did have that at the beginning of December, but since then, pretty good. But uh, in terms of results, great. The performances need to be to be better, and if they're going to win the league, they're going to need to play better because Rangers have just got this solid look about them. They've got Dessers playing well, scoring a couple of goals. Silver's come in and looking, he's got something there as, as well. So Celtic have to, I think, play a wee bit better. Uh, we, we talked about it last week. I still think Celtic will just win it, but it's great to have a title race because in recent years, whoever's won the league has won it fairly comfortably. It's been Celtic under Rodgers and. Invincibles and Postecoglou recently and even when Rangers won the league under Steven Gerrard it was comfortable but this year there's absolutely no margin for error and uh, you know Hearts playing well Kilmarnock beating the Old Firm Sittman doing really well last week as well there's some awkward games for the Old Firm coming up so fascinating to see how it goes not only the next few weeks before the Old Firm game but then after the split as well and uh, I mean I really hope we get a, a last day finish I hope we're sitting here watching the games not knowing who's going to win the league on the last day of the season I mean, Mark, having been involved, how important are those things that people on the outside throw around about pressure and momentum and psychology? But see, when you're you're living it, what is it actually like? Because the significance of this week was that we drew level on games played. So there's none of this, if this team wins their game in hand, 
Everyone knows where we are So Celtic Know what they need to do today And then Rangers Still have the chance To go top tomorrow Really You know regardless Of what Celtic do today Rangers have the chance To go top um, How important is, is, is Handling that And we said you know Ibrooks was Really expectant The other night A caller phoned in And said it was verging on Sort of anxious Almost a bit over the top Today Maybe Maybe this, you can almost imagine The Celtic fans Getting a bit nervous Getting a bit impatient If you reach that hour mark And there's no breakthrough How hard is that To actually handle Listen it is difficult There's no doubt about it Players are human beings And when The pressure comes on your shoulders Quite heavy Then it is difficult to manage But like I, I'll reiterate what I said the other night These players are brought to the club for talent But how they handle pressure When they're signed for Celtic and Rangers The scouting department would look at how they handle High pressure situations Knowing fine well that this could be the case for them But I think The stage we've got to now The, the start of games are so important for both sides Once it goes beyond that 15-20 minute marks in home fixtures And you've not scored Then that nervous energy can creep from the stands into the players And it's quite evident So Needless to say It's quite obvious If you get an early goal You see a different performance Usually from Celtic and Rangers at home You can see the pressure Lift a bit From the players' shoulders And that's just going to ramp up Each week it goes by Closer to the end of the season That'll get tenser and tenser And you know what When you're in it It's hard to deal with But when you look back in it You think Wow what an experience to be involved in something like that I'm sure the players just now will be relishing it But there'll be that nervousness about the place after each game I'm pretty sure the Rangers players will be well tuned in To what's happening at Celtic Park Vice versa tomorrow if the Celtic players have won And get a day off They'll be tuned in to the Rangers game That's when it no, gets really interesting no, no. Roger Hanna, they all tell us they just focus on themselves, surely Eh, that's what they tell you, Gordon. But all the people that have told me over the years they never read newspapers. They can soon tell you what's in those newspapers, and they say they never listen to the radio, never watch telly. They know every single game, every single ball kick. They will not miss a moment of it, regardless of what they'll tell you. Well, we're all set up for an exciting Saturday, and we go back around the grounds next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Big day, big, big day across Scottish football All across the Premiership and beyond We'll get Gordon Diel's thoughts on his former team's dramatic winner uh, In Kirkcaldy last night Heard you get a wee shout out on the TV as well Maybe bring that to your attention Because I know you were busy uh, last night So we'll get to that later on in the show But the Premiership remains our focus for now uh, And Hearts against Motherwell's got a nice look about it, Roger As we touched on slightly You have two of the informed strikers in the country Going head to head this afternoon yeah, um, Lauren Shanklin and Theo Bear, obviously Shanklin, we know all about 25 goals for club and country this season 50 for the Jambos and since he came back from Belgian football he is surely now nailed on to be in Steve Clark's squad for the Euros this summer and a, a bit like Bojan Miofsky at Aberdeen you just wonder where this team would have been had it not been for the goals of Lauren Shanklin this season he has been so important but so too as you say is Theo Bear eight goals in the last eight games for him he's into double figures now for the season and he really has emerged at a time when Motherwell were crying out for someone to lead the line when the likes of you know Wilkinson went Ollie Shaw briefly went back to Barnsley other players left Club Mika Beareth was taken back from his loan spell at Arsenal. Theo Bear has stepped forward and is doing a good job up there. How important is it for Motherwell's hopes that this Blair Spittle injury doesn't come to much? Yeah, I think that would be crucial because he has been the sort of creative spark 
for them this season. And you, you know, you think of Callum Butcher missing with the defence, Andy Halliday missing from the engine room, and then Spittle in a slightly more advanced role. It's three very important players that Motherwell are without at Tynecastle this afternoon. So it's important that the likes of Bear. You know, he'll be paired up top with Jack Bale on loan from Blackburn Rovers this afternoon. It's important that they perform well. And it's important they get some support. You know, Harry Payton, who was denied what might have been a winner at Petodre on Wednesday night, he'll look to get forward and support. And I'll be always look forward to seeing Lennon Miller in the middle of the park. What impact can a game like the other night have, Roger? How we've been banging on about psychology of the title race. How important is it the Motherwell players are? taking some heart from the good things they did at Pataudry and not spooked by the fact that they chucked a three-goal lead? Yeah, I, I don't really know what the psychology would be after that because, you know, taking a point at Pataudry is never really a bad result, but having blown a three-goal lead, are you down about that? They might have won it with that Harry Payton goal that was disallowed. They might have lost it had those uh, VAR sidelines been a bit more sympathetic towards Bojan Miofsky. So uh, it was just one of those crazy games of football. And uh, you talk about the psychology, I, I don't think it does anybody any good to ponder on, you know, the, the ifs and buts for too long. Here's Stuart Kettlewell. And they seem to be onto something at this minute in time. I've always felt that Tyne Castle is one of the hardest games that you'll get in, in, in any season, no matter how they're playing, how they're performing. Um, but it just so happens that we go there and go and play against the heart side that seems to be firing on all cylinders. So it's going to be a tough ask for us, it's going to be a tough game for us. Um, but, you know, we found ourselves 3-0 up at Pataudry and playing very, very well. So if we can reach those heights, then uh, I genuinely believe we make a game of it. Levy St Mirren uh, Someone in the studio David Friel was asking If you request To go and watch Livingston Every week It does feel like You're there uh, A strange number of times If they're to have Any hope Of pulling something back Surely games like this In fact any game Because they're running Out of time a bit Aren't they yeah, they certainly are, Gordon. I don't request they come and see them. I'm certainly not a lucky mascot because I don't think I've actually seen them win all season. Yeah, they need to start making a move. They're just doing, as I said earlier, there does seem to be a bit more optimism. I was talking to one of the officials when I came in, and he's pointing out that of this 17 game run, they've lost 14, but seven of them have only been by a goal, a single goal. And he was very, very optimistic that they can stay up. He sees a result today, a result against Ross County, but it's all very well saying that. They need to go and start doing it, and they need to get their striker scoring. Roger just spoke about the importance of Lawrence Shankland. Livy just haven't had a striker. They've not had a talisman all season. I mean, Joe Nubley scored two last week. That was his first goal since August. David Martindale really has to find a solution up front. Teddy Engie's got two and five, showing signs of promise up front, but... He needs guys like that to really deliver for him today. And St Man, we know, know what to expect from them. They'll, they'll be solid, they'll be good in the, the break. They'll try and just hem Levy in as much as they can and look to hit Mikel Mandron and James Scott. Yeah, I mean, St Mirren clearly one of the success stories so far. Uh, David, you look at last week in the Cup, I'm not sure Stephen Robinson would be happy about it, but it's one of them. You draw Celtic, you're, you're fine within the game and, and, and lose out to the better side. It's, it's not exactly a damaging one, is it? Yeah, and I don't think their performance... I mean, they did have a few chances. I don't think their performance was that bad, to be perfectly honest with you. I think, you know, whenever you draw Celtic, you're obviously going to fear the worst. But I don't think he'll let it derail their season at all. You know, they've had a couple of... Obviously, they lost to the Rangers a few weeks ago, but they had two good league wins in between. As I said earlier, you know, this is a run of games. Livingston, Ross County, St. Johnson, and Stephen Robinson, if he wants to finish fourth, he wants to get into Europe, these are the games that St Man really need to take care of. If you can get seven or nine points out of those three games, then it can go a long way to finishing where they, where they want to be. Dundee against Ross County, Fraser, it was the in-fashion thing for a while to give jobs in the Premiership to the interim. 
You look at Barry Robson and Stevie Hamill and so on. There were various. Is Don Cowie's addition starting now? Is that the way it is after a game that he probably wouldn't expect to take anything from midweek at Ibrox? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I wonder what's going through Roy McGregor's head, whether inside uh, Ross County they're saying that he, Don's going to get it till the end of the season. He came through the youth ranks here before making a really good career for himself, playing for Scotland, of course, down in England, and as well being a coach at Hearts, a coach here as well, and he's, he's recognised as being one of the game's good guys, but he's got a bit of steel about him as well, and he's also got a reputation as a, as a good coach, but if they lose today, then then I don't think that would help him get the job even to, to the end of the season, but it's a kind of strange time for, for Ross County, as I said earlier, you know, if they win today, then they go a couple of points behind St Johnston, who are playing Rangers tomorrow, and all of a sudden things look a bit brighter, you know, and, and uh, if they lose today, and Livingston win, then they, those two play next week. There's a bit more pressure on, on them. So I, I do think for, for Don Kerry and for Ross County, this is an important game. They really need to start. Even a draw would just stop the rot because they've had such a long, long run of not winning games. Yeah, looking forward to that one. And Aberdeen Hibs always a good fixture to look forward to. And I think everyone keeps an extra bit of attention on it when Neil Warnock's involved. Dave Galloway, at, as much as the entertaining side of it's there, how keen are the Aberdeen fans to start racking up some wins under the new manager. Uh, absolutely desperate, as are the team, and I think that's reflected in the crowd. We're going we're gonna to get a big crowd today. It'll be interesting to see what the official te- attendance is, but uh, all sections of the stadium filling up very nicely indeed, and Hibs, give them credit, they brought a really good support through with them as well. Really looking forward to this one. It promises to be a really good attacking game but will it be? There's plenty of attacking threat in both starting lineups. hopefully that will uh, bear fruit it actually looks like Aberdeen might go with a 4-3-3 with Duke, Majowski and McGrath up front, similarly with Hibbs it looks like uh, Levitt might start a little bit further forward in a 4 uh, with Boyle Mariah Welsh and Ewan and then Maulida uh, leading the attack so you know Plenty attacking threat. Hopefully we get a few goals and a really entertaining game. Obviously much could hinge on who starts this game better. If Aberdeen, and I was at Pretoria on Wednesday night, if they begin the way they did uh, in that game uh, against Motherwell, it'll be a long, uncomfortable afternoon for them. But interesting to notice, in the Premiership heads, head-to-heads between these teams, Hibs, they've won both meetings between them this season. And indeed, Aberdeen have lost three of the last four failing to score in any of them all in all I think this encounter it's going to be a tough one to call we spoke about Lauren Shanklin Dave you of course have got Bojan Majowski up there and I wonder if Aberdeen are to go and make something of this season are we seeing the early signs of the rejuvenation of Duke perhaps yeah well we certainly saw very promising signs uh, against Motherwell didn't we no sooner that you know, was he on the pitch um, as a substitute after about half an hour he scored straight away and it was good to see at the end of the game he had a big smile on his face we've not seen Duke smiling and enjoying his football for a while so Neil Warnock deserves a, you know, a lot of credit for that hopefully it's onwards and upwards for him It is all set up to be an absolute cracker in the Scottish Premiership that was Dave Galloway looking ahead to Aberdeen against Hibs there are storylines everywhere Hearts in third place going well up against Motherwell Livy St Mirren can Livy start to show signs of life Dundee Ross County life under Don Cowie truly beginning you suspect for the Staggies today and of course at the top league leaders current champion Celtic welcoming Kilmarnock with everything that's happened this week and everything that's been said we will go back to Celtic Park next 
The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are in the studio Bracing themselves for a top day of football We've got the top team round the grounds You should be up to speed on the team news Which means the only thing left to do is head back to Celtic Park And build up to kick off there It's a huge game, Celtic against Kilmarnock And Gabriel is going to take us up to kick off Thanks Gordon, yes fans here Anticipating their team walking out to the pitch And they're trying to re-establish a three-point lead At the top of the table Before Rangers play against St Johnston tomorrow A huge game for Celtic Against their bogey team this season Of course Kilmarnock the only side to beat the hoops Twice domestically this campaign Although Celtic did win the previous meeting At Parkhead earlier this season You have to go back to 2012 For the Ayrshire side's last victory here. Uh, I'll quickly run through the two teams again, Gordon, just before they head out to the pitch. Uh, Brendan Rodgers makes just one change to the team that beat St Mirren six days ago. Greg Taylor comes back in at left-back. It's his first game in four weeks. He's been struggling with a groin injury. Alexandra Bernabe drops to the bench. So it's Joe Hart in goal. Tony Rouse will be right back. It's his 100th Celtic appearance today. Uh, Stephen Welsh, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor complete the back four. It'll be Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly in the middle of the park with Dyson Maida and Louis Palmer out wide. Kyogo supports Adam Ida up top. Substitutes Bain, Navrotsky, Kuhn, Kelly, Bernabe, O, Yang, Tomoki and Bernardo. Well, what about Kilmarnock? Much has been made about their record against the top two this season. They've been brilliant in all of their big games. They're through to the quarter-final of the Scottish Cup as well. They're at McInnes side fourth at the moment. They want to secure European football next season. And McInnes makes four changes to the team that beat Cove Rangers last weekend. To change in formation as well, it's going to be 4-4-2 for the visitors. Will Dennis in goal, a defence of Lewis Mayo, Stuart Finley, Corey and Daba and Joe Wright. Uh, Danny Armstrong and Matty Kennedy will be out wide with Liam Polworth and Liam Donnelly in the middle of the park. Carly, Kyle Vassell and Marley Watkins lead the line. The substitutes, O'Hara, McKenzie, Watson, Palagizi, Murray, Davies, Stewart, Mackay, Stephen and Van Veen. So a strong-looking bench for Kilmarnock, uh, especially going forward. Should be a cracking game here today as Kyle Vassell leads his team out, as does Callum McGregor. Killy wearing red this afternoon, Celtic in their traditional green and white. Now, the rain is lashing down here, Gordon. Could be a dramatic afternoon in the title race. As we all know, it is neck and neck at the top. Only goals scored, the metric, can separate Celtic and Rangers at the moment. With just 13 games to go, it looks like a title race will go right down to the wire. Brendan Rodgers knows his side cannot give any more fuel to Rangers' fire. Yes, they have won eight of their last nine, they want to start winning games with the attacking style that has become the standard here, the norm at Park Head. They want to create momentum as they hurtle towards the title running. Of course, as I said, put pressure on Rangers ahead of their game tomorrow. The two captains just shaking hands in the centre circle at the moment with referee John Beaton. We are just about to get underway as Celtic take the huddle in their own half. Kickoff is coming right up. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with MD Green Pharmacy. New Year, New Start. Quit the cigarettes with the smoking cessation programme. Right, come on then, you absolute duds. Give me your predictions for this afternoon. Celtic beat Kilmarnock. Hearts beat Motherwell. Aberdeen beat Hibbs. 
St Mirren win away at Livy and Dundee Ross County is a draw oh no you look at that the exact same there you that's go that's never good that is never good there well, is I one guy it. that you no. don't want to be on the same page as it's this man you're never going to believe this a full house <laughs> no, no good. I'm going Celtic Hearts Aberdeen Hibs draw Levy St Mirren draw Dundee there we are oh. Tune in and see who gets closest Between now and full time Probably none of them Will be particularly close But there we are We are underway on a big Saturday In the Scottish Premiership And beyond Remember You can tweet us At Clyde SSB All afternoon So as the games happen As the goals go in As you react to whatever This lot are saying in the studio We're here for you I like a Saturday afternoon Where we can talk to each other Via that platform At Clyde SSB We'll have the usual teasers for you as well. And of course, although it's a bit away, we will get the open line up and running around five o'clock. And that's when this show really comes into its own. We talk about everything that's happened in the day's football. And for you Rangers fans, I'm sure we will preview tomorrow as well. We're so close at the top of the table, Mark. Everyone's been focusing on goals scored. It almost passed me by that technically, if Celtic lose today, Rangers would go top. Yeah. By the end of the afternoon Because that would damage Celtic's goal, goal difference, difference Which they're level on at the moment That's <laughs> quite uh, <laughs> unique that. It's, You it's lose that and you go backwards In the least well, with, Without anyone playing Yeah yeah. Um, anyone else playing sorry. Yeah so quite unique that So they, they know what's What's been asked of them this afternoon And each one of those these Is it 13 games am I right in saying that Or 12 games left Each one of those games Come with its own pressure uh, 13 for the top two Yeah 13 yeah. games remaining and listen, when you're a player and you see the schedule, you're ticking, ticking them off one by one. And I know players always use that cliche, but it gets that tense at this time of the season. You can only concentrate on what's in front of you at that moment. So for Celtic today, it's a very good Kilmarnock side. For Rangers tomorrow, a St John's inside, the not so good, but always danger when it's at McDermott Park and see, away from home. If I had said, if Celtic lose, Rangers would go top... You'd all blame me for causing a crisis. Just a fact, that's all. Just a, a small technicality that we feel we have to point out. You just, you know, conditioned to thinking that Rangers can only go top tomorrow, but technically not the case. But Brendan Rodgers will be hoping for a more straightforward afternoon anyway. 13 games ago was your birthday. Yeah. So that's the type of time frame. That feels like it was just last week. Spooky. And now in 13 games time That'll be it All Listen, done and dusted Well we're doing it by the numbers Well done to Anthony Ralston 100th game for Celtic today Because a lot of people Would have thought That he wouldn't even Have been at the club By this stage But he's hung in there He's got the old fashioned Determination to play For the jersey So congratulations to him When he's my age He can stand next to Gordon Dale And say I played for Celtic 100 times you know There you go I, I, I've never guessed that I've got to say It just shows you How easily now You can Rack up games with a mountain. Oh, of games. that's harsh. And what are we take it away no, from? No, 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 no. With the amount of games that these top teams now play, that's, that's a lot oh, easier. So it's, now. it's a lot easier to get into that Celtic side. Oh, well, have a look at it. Oh, come at the on, back. I think well, you're being I've harsh. Had, I've had a lot, well, put it this way if Celtic's back four was fit every week in, week out, like Tavernier. How many games would Ralston have clocked? But that's that's nothing right, to do with it. That's That's about injuries. It's very unlike you that to be so negative. I, I, no, but I, I've been wanting to get this off my chest since the start of the afternoon. I feel like you're flat this afternoon. He is. There's something wrong with you today. And it's, it's bringing the ship down because 
you, you look tense, you look drained. You do. Actually, mostly. a bit tired. I feel like you're even in the office. You were much more. You were quieter than usual. I just can't be bothered with you guys. That's the, the, <laughs> That's the fact of it. No, Something on his mind. There is. Is that the ankle? I'll get back. Is it the gout? How, how is the gout? It's no gout. It's ligament damage. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. What ligament damage that r- only randomly hurts you during the night and doesn't hurt you other times? <laughs> There's a lot of things hurt me during the night that doesn't hurt <laughs> oh, me oh. other times. <laughs> so in recent but nights. Going back to my point, I'm not having a go at Ralston. I quite like Ralston. I think he's a good pro. I think he does well for Celtic. I'm talking about the amount of games that the, the teams now play, sure. especially Celtic. But honestly, don't, don't do that again. Don't sidestep because I'm worried about you. I think you're flat. I think there's some on your mind I've never flat me Mark Hugh and the tens of thousands listed we're here for you oh I know my people are there for me I love them they love me what's the narrative there is have you not noticed it Hugh he's just he's he's just down a notch or two but, this yeah, afternoon. but, he, but he's he, he, he smells beautifully thank he you he always Hugh. does always douse do, himself yeah. in aftershave before I, he comes in I carry it in the car yeah <laughs> you my have seen my that. car may not have any petrol, but it's certainly got plenty of aftershave. Remember, you you disclosed this that you had um, you collected deodorant. You yeah. had loads of deodorant. That was years ago. That mm-hmm. was my first kind of insight of how bizarre is. crazy you were. <laughs> first goal in Scotland. Actually, that's the second. There've been a few early ones down the divisions, but Annan won. Sterling Albion nil. Matthew Douglas inside four minutes. There was one even before that. Uh, which I can't quite remember. I'm sure it was the game involved. Montrose, Kelsey. Montrose, Kelsey, yeah, was Montrose it? won up. Glad you're here. Blair, you. Blair Lions scored early, early stages at Celtic Park, as you would expect. Celtic with possession and trying to make things happen. It will be a case of can they make things happen and how early can they make it happen? That's what usually settles the nerves a so little bit. I know there are 25 points between Celtic and Kilmarnock, but I think it. Kilmarnock have a side who have good players, got a lot of momentum, they've had a good season, a bright season. I think they are obliged today to just mm. go and make a match of it. We, we get fed up with people who say, oh, they came in the park, the bus, and so on and so forth. And I never decry a team who did that because they are entitled if they're the bottom half of the league to look after themselves. But Kilmarnock, I think, have the players and the manager yeah. and the nous to it, do something today It just can be easier said than done I, I, We do fall into that trap of thinking When things aren't going well for Celtic Or Rangers for that matter We sometimes forget though Mark That you would still need Celtic to be way off it And Kilmarnock to be bang at it Especially at Celtic Park I, I was actually at yeah. the previous meeting at Celtic Park Kilmarnock had good players then And they were in good form then They went there, had 22% of the ball And Celtic won 3-1 It, yeah. it, it, it can still Happen. Oh, listen, without doubt, there's still a huge gap in the levels between the Celtic starting 11 today and the Kilmarnock starting 11. Um, but the, the problem for Celtic is that they have been underperforming at home. Even though they've been getting results, the players haven't been at the peak of their game. So that then gives the opposition a chance. And Hugh's right, with, with Armstrong and Kennedy and Watkins and that front line, they're certainly players that can trouble Celtic. And I think when you've beaten them already twice, albeit at Rugby Park, you just get that wee bit of extra confidence that, you know, these these aren't invincible. We can actually get to them. So they'll take that wee bit of belief. But look, if Celtic play to the top of their ability with Kyogo and Palma and May, of course, they go on and win the game. 
good start to the game between Dundee and Ross County Lyle Cameron 25 yard shot tipped wide by Wickens how busy was he at mm-hmm. Ibrox during the week how good is he though he You're was busy wasn't he you, you said he had to put his hands in a bucket of ice I've not heard well, that most, on Thursday the most night. saves in a Premier League match oh, was it 19 something like that I that's think incredible was the previous record not Ross Laidlaw from the Celtic trip to Ross County earlier this season mm-hmm. oh, something yes. like that uh, the, the day that Celtic had 23 corner End to end at Pataudry as well But no real goal threat yet So let's do this while we can Hugh oh. The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online Interesting one this This pays homage To the US of A can you name the last six players to be signed by either old firm side from the MLS? The last half dozen players to be signed by either member of the old firm from the MLS. I love it. At Clyde SSB. It is a race, so you need to send one tweet with all six names on it and do it quicker than everyone else. That is the aim of the game. Without sounding like a school teacher stating the obvious... Read the question mm. That's about the only clue I think The only thing that could throw you slightly And I was thinking about this one earlier Just make sure you really read the question Okay I'll I've, give you the question That's quite again. hard Does that help anyone? No But there is just There's a detail in there That some of you are going to fall for I reckon Can you name so the last say. six players To be signed by Either Celtic or Rangers From the MLS okay. Straightforward Straightforward-ish Oh, the Gordon DL Derby, Airdrionians nil, Air United one. Anton Dowds after nine minutes there. Scott Brown side going one up. Is he still one from Partick Thistle? Or did he sign permanent? I think he is. Well, you should know. Well, he's not been there all season. I've never seen him. Come on, Mr. Partick Thistle. Exactly. I think he might You're be. in there every day. Because I'm pretty Down sure when in. Air played Thistle and I went to watch that game, he wasn't allowed to play. He wasn't in the start lineup. You tell us then. Um, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I think Yes I think I think <laughs> for, um, for clearing that up He is on loan Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew it I was yeah, 100% right I was right. a 50-50 Listen a good player Good goal scorer by the way Speaking of Partick Thistle How was the under 18's Big trip to Dingwall Yesterday Oh it was smashing <laughs> uh, Began at half 8 in the morning oh. Got back at half <laughs> 9 oh, at no. night um, We were playing Inverness Hugh yeah. And Dingwall So just to add on that extra 20 minutes Just Aye. for good measure <laughs> Over the Keswick Bridge <laughs> oh, It was oh. beautiful But we won 3-1 So And the good news good. is He's going back next week Oh He's, he's playing Ross County next week I'm playing Ross County And Inverness next week Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you as manager Have to make the sandwiches For the bus How does it work at that level By the way right One of the young boys said to me After the game They said Can we stop at Aviemore I said ah, no chippy. worries They said Every one of your coaches Have bought us a chippy Aviemore You've is been a team. Up. You've, and did you do it? Uh, no, I said every one of your coaches have been stupid. I'll not be buying <laughs> oh. you a chippy. How tight is he? You got to buy the. You're joking. Oh, you seen the price of a chippy these days? None, I bet none of their previous coaches have played in the Champions League. That's what they'll be thinking. Well, certainly not. You're, Honestly, you're, you're standing here bragging about buying boats and you can't buy a chippy for for twenty. Oh, twenty <laughs> times. Well, you do the math. Twenty times about nine quid. Honestly, anyway, we've got one. Goal flashes. With M&D Green Pharmacy Aberdeen are not starting games well at the moment And it's Hibs that go a goal up Martin Boyle You know what his pace is capable of Around the keeper Slots it into the net And 
the Pataudry faithful are looking at their side trailing again at the beginning Aberdeen nil Hibs one good save as well uh, Celtic probably should score McGregor breaks through feeds Palma he cuts in but it's shut down by the goalkeeper but the first goal of the day in the top flight Martin Boyle well the, the Warnock era at Pataudry is positively odd you know you never know what to expect and uh, Although they were right behind the team eventually midweek because they came back from three down to be three all, um, they're looking for more from Aberdeen, the Pataudry fans. Warnock, a good appointment, do you think? Um, I, I understand the logic behind it. The logic, as I understand it, would be that you give yourselves time to make the right choice because Dave Cormack is associated with three bad choices he's got to get one right VAR check possibly offside but it stands Martin mm. Boyle so th- for me that's the logic Neil Warnock comes in you get plenty of publicity high profile but you can't you've got to be careful it doesn't turn into a song and dance routine here you've got, it, to, be, you've got to be careful he's got to win games yeah it's as simple as that it's okay saying right you go to Ibrox in your first game does okay loses beats Bonnie Rig, which is fine the, they're 3-0 down and really struggling against Motherwell and now they go one goal behind um, as much as every press and media guy loves it and likes listening to him he's there to win football matches but at the same time it's an underperforming team that's why he's there Yeah. so this can't become Neil Warnock's fault within three games uh, uh, you know, this is a bad, it's a bad team this season for whatever reason the, the, that's why he's here it's a double edged sword when you get the, the Warnock profile and all that has gone before because people think oh this is great and you know the, the, the wonderful publicity and you know the, Roger Hanna and David Friel myself anyone who, that would be delighted to be in his company get good quotes etc but Gordon Dale is 100% correct that's all very well and good but you, you can't have the club continue to decline because they've only won six games all season for Aberdeen that's appalling but anyway he, we're, fi- we're 15 minutes in so maybe we should, we should just pause and see what happens before um, the end of the day Shamal George was down injured maybe just windy to think he's okay now the Livingston goalkeeper that one big chance Celtic have had early on from Luis Palma that's been about it in front of goal he probably should be in front but no uh, no takers in the end and uh, Martin Boyle goals the only one in the Premiership so far or is it? Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy Neil Warnock genius a tap in for Nicky Devlin and Aberdeen are level already it sounds like Dave Galloway has got quite a game on his hands Aberdeen won Hibs won well the entertainment is high uh, as it was midweek um, so VAR check obviously but, yeah. you know. but anyway the that you get value for your ticket money at you're, you're looking at the amount of goals both have conceded this season I don't think that's a surprise within the opening 15 minutes that there's been a couple there both teams defensively poor but then you flip it you look at them at the top end of the pitch Miofsky's sitting second top goal scorer and then you look at Hibs and you look at guys like Boyle who causes all sorts of trouble defensively so fragile and so weak both of them there's a huge goal at the top of League 1 Falkirk 1 Hamilton Ackies nil. Callum Morrison there John Rankin coming under a lot of pressure from the, the Ackies fan is, is he? It? yeah I thought, I thought they, they were liking what they were seeing me John oh, it's a difficult one because it's now I mean the second it's not like, yeah they're going to be in the playoffs a disastrous season, I, think, I think the Ackies fans are next door to impossible to please 
Quite frankly. Just, I think because there's now looks like Falkirk are just going to get away and, mm-hmm. and make it theirs. That does stand that goal at Aberdeen. Here's a little known, um, or a, sorry, a small, insignificant, boring feature of the Aberdeen team today, right? Think how infrequently you would see this nowadays. Aberdeen's outfield, shot numbers. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Wow, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. And the only guy that spoiled it, Kellerus. He doesn't wear number one. So if he only wore number one for the first time in goodness knows how long, maybe some stato out there can tell me when was the last time a Scottish Premiership team went one to eleven? I like that because it must have been a long time ago. Uh, it was the day of my fourteenth birthday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and Kellerus has ruined it, but the outfield it still works. Nicky Devlin yeah. to all the way through Subs 12 and 14 Hi. <laughs> New no, man No 13 no. Uh, on, on for Rangers is number 12 A new man <laughs> You'd see DL running on Trialist next New man It was yeah. brilliant I yeah. loved that Yeah it goes wrong on the subs bench But let's Let's take the small victories That we can get on there Don't forget your teaser Is there for you If you want to read the question as well It's at Clyde SSB At Clyde SSB You two faring okay with that I've got two uh, he's got two and I've got none but you know, okay. I might have one quick reminder of the question Hugh can you name the mm-hmm. last six players yeah. to be signed by yeah. either Celtic or Rangers from the MLS straightforward I said I just wanted you to make sure yeah. you read it really really carefully there's just one small detail that I think might throw it off slightly and Derek FM's fallen for one of them Nico Cranchar no that was not the MLS what we didn't that? say signed from America We said signed from the MLS Oh we were, we were already on top of that That's their top league of we're course, all over right? a, We're all over MLS so if you think about that That might also impact yeah. some of your Who's your favourite team in the MLS these days? as well um, I like the Dallas Are they a team? Dallas Cowboys Dallas I don't know the, no, uh, Inter Inter Milan Inter Milan Inter Milan Not Inter Inter Miami. Miami. Oh, Thank goodness you're all over the MLS. I don't, I don't yeah. really. I, I, it's not. Who are MLS correspondent? I, I don't the, really get my teeth into it. The Hug and Field Goat wants to throw in a friend of the show and answer to many teasers. Miller? Kenny Miller. No. Nope. Oh, he was, he was at Vancouver, wasn't he? And Charlie yeah. Bear, no relation of Theo, as far as I can tell, would like to throw in Malik Tillman. No. No, Bayern Munich, wasn't it? Um. Eamon Brophy's looking sharp but can't get the angle he wanted to save by Trevor Carson with his chest at the near post deep ball into the box there for Celtic Maeda maybe could he have gambled and attacked it but it did run out for the goalkeeper as we edge towards the midway point of the first half Shinny's hit the post for Livy but I think the flag was up but there's a big goal James McPake really yeah. needed that Dunfermline won our both nil Malachi Walcott on 18 minutes Stenhouse Muir incidentally lead at Elgin right. as well they've been dropping down that league table mm-hmm. uh, if they had if they were to lose to Arbroath today they'll be three points between the two clubs and Arbroath are rock bottom so as you rightly say big one for James McPake he's got to go on from there yeah good start for Dunfermline you've got your teaser ready as well uh, the championship's always some division, isn't it? And it took a, an extra twist last mm, night. The top some two. Game. What an end to that one at your old stomping ground. What a goal. That is, uh, in all the years I played up there, don't think I've seen a better goal. Apart from my 150. <laughs> 
all of them. I scored the rest away from home. Yeah. All right, yeah. and they were all tappings. You never saw that bit of the pitch up there. I don't. I couldn't hit to that far. Scott Brown, what a strike! And what, what a result! The top of the well, table it, closes the gap on Dundee United. Scott to Brown win. didn't start the game last night, which was a surprise as well. But what a what a way to finish it! I watched uh, some in the bus journey back from Inverness last night, and the period I watched Dundee United looked well and top once. You could see the equaliser coming, um, and they just looked the better side. And I thought, I hear so many good things about Wraith. What am I missing here? But that's what I was missing. They scored so many late goals and had that, you know, determination, that effort to have a final push that just keeps getting results. So tight at the top, United probably should be far and away, you know, ahead in that league. Good crowd as well. Got oh, to brilliant say. crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was the old days. Crowds. Yeah. I thought of you last night when I saw that. Oh, fantastic atmosphere. Who did the half-time draw? Anybody with oh, that? Well, I was going to go, but unfortunately I was busy. You know what I mean? My diary didn't allow it to happen. You're a busy maybe, man. Maybe what one day... What you up to instead? Well, uh, uh, must have been something really important <laughs> if you're going to turn uh, that down. Did you, did you buy anything when you were shopping with Lauren Shankland? No, I tried on a nice uh, jumper, but unfortunately it just didn't go in my eyes. It wasn't my shade. I'm sorry, asked now. I bet you tried on an overshirt. You like a wee overshirt when no, you got uh, a, no, no, a no. few beers. No, it was just a nice wee casual, but it just it wasn't You're too my old co- for that shot. I was a no, no. And it's it would be ill-fitted to your figure. my physique. Those arms yeah. are too big for doing too much weights. I think, but no, it was nice to see him. Yeah, lovely boy. Got to say. Speaking of that championship game last night, did you hear you got a you got a wee mention on the TV? By Liam Yeah he I heard so this, My phone was going off the hook People say Have you heard the Dazzler Getting his mention And I thought Well it's no surprise If there's anything involving Wraith Rovers He's bound to be mentioned But I thought it was quite detailed I quite liked it So I'll Because I know you were well, Otherwise you engaged were, You were busy last night So Liam McLeod Is part of BBC Scotland's commentary Last night You got a wee mention Early goal for Zach Rudden A certain former Wraith Rovers striker Of the Past Gordon DL always liked to score a goal inside the first seven minutes on a Saturday for Wraith Rovers. Used to bet on it because that was the time of the first train that went past the stadium towards Kirkcaldy Station. If he scored before that, he would win his bet. Good evening, Gordon, if you're watching. Proper Rovers legend. Good evening, Gordon, if you're watching. Yeah, you I love him. You weren't, you weren't even interested. <laughs> you were elsewhere. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> watching? unfortunately, I was watching, watching something different, you know. Proper rover legend, he said. Well, yeah, ah. he's, he's correct in every word he said there. Liam, does he I th- I'm not too sure. I think the train was nine minutes because I liked a good warm-up before I put the ball in the back. Ah, right. yeah. But that was too. Used to used to have a little, just a wee side wager with the boys. Very rich man at the end of the season, I was. Yeah. Very rich. That's how you got that big house. <laughs> What's just so annoying is that he's obviously bored everyone to tears with that story so much that it's, it's made true. its way to the BBC. <laughs> Everybody's heard it and they're just like, no. I just... may as well just put it out there and keep them happy. Uh, Celtic playing pretty well here at Rugby, uh, Rugby Park. At Celtic Park against Kilmarnock, moving the ball around the edge of the box. No breakthrough yet, though, which is the key detail. Falkirk have doubled their advantage at home to Hamilton Ackies, Ross McKeever. With the goal in that one Well Past 20 minute mark At Celtic Park And I said earlier on If you don't score In the first 15-20 minutes You can maybe hear the grumbles But if reports are That they're playing well I think the fans will be Pleased at that And You know They'll probably have faith A bit of optimism That if they keep playing this way They'll They'll score 
Um, but I didn't expect anything less from that one because Kilmarnock are well organised under Derek McInnes. If Celtic's going to win the game, they're going to have to work for it. Uh, and those players are going to have to perform better than they have done in previous weeks. That sounds like they're going along okay at the minute. I think for fans of Celtic and Rangers, they're now heavily into this amazing finish and they are getting more and more demanding. Now, I heard you talking about the Rangers fans midweek and you could hear them, uh, you know, but they pay to get in. So long as they keep it within the bounds of decency, they're entitled to pile on the pressure or however they react. And the Celtic fans are the same today. We always talk about the game without fans is nothing. Fans are the lifeblood. Well, let them have their say. Well, by on that logic then, those fans who don't do that are as entitled to say, oh, I wish everybody else would calm down because it doesn't need to be as anxious as this. Same thing, isn't it? There are more who are anxious than there are who are not How did you know? He counted them. I can tell you from listening to both sets of fans, there are more who get anxious than are able to stay calm. Lauren Shankland into the book for a sliding challenge on Jack Vale. Bit of a steward's inquiry on the the teaser, which is never good. So a few people say, how can it not be Kenny Miller? How can it not be Kenny Miller? He did sign from Vancouver. That just contacted the man himself. Uh, and he says that he... You know, how would that... He did? He did? Well... I believe Kenny, because you'll know where he, he signed ter- from. terminated his Vancouver contract, so... Technically, he was a free agent. Technically, he was a free agent. I there think we'll, we'll leave it there. So he's, he's not one of the answers. Right? I'm now helping you. I'm helping you along. It's not him. Let's try and get the other six. I, for, I forgot he was there. He's I tell you what, he's been oh, about, he gets, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He gets about that, man. Everything bar a state pie, he's been... <laughs> he gets about. At Clyde SSB, keep your answers coming to that teaser. It's still goalless at Celtic Park. It's still goalless at Tynecastle. Still goalless... Olivia and oh. Dens Park as well only Pataudry Hamilton fans oh. won't be happy now no I would agree 3-0 behind 3-0 to Falkirk Calvin Miller on 27 yeah. minutes one can only imagine the chance director at John Rankin now what he needs to do Hugh is get the DVD from the Aberdeen game uh-huh. Aberdeen Motherwell the old Neil Warnock I think it was 27 minutes yeah, yeah. and there it? you are there's always and, hope unless he goes four down of course the difference is I don't think John has the quality a quality to bring off the bench to change a game probably no. young kids on his bench it's probably part of the challenge isn't it so uh, good play by Ida there for Celtic as Brendan Rodgers side try to find that breakthrough uh, holds Whoa. the ball in rolls it to Palma uh, but doesn't come to anything in the end it was a cross and no one on the end of it Inverness mm. one Partick Thistle nil see just got to yeah. channel what the under 18s did in the Highlands yesterday well we went one down ourselves oh, Gordon well, we're not going to lie and we kept calm what are you, do you keep the head at that point is it all about just exuding that Composure to your players. Do you look and go here? We go again. No, no, no. Just calmness. He's more that. I knew this was coming. In fact, had them on to score first. Uh, I've had had this with all my jobs. No surprise here. Equaliser for Airdrie. Airdrie won air nil. Cami Ballantyne with the goal on 26 minutes there. The lower leagues are doing their bit. The top flight needs to get its finger out if we can. Airdrie last week against Hearts. Quite an interesting game because Airdrie started well and they play nice football. But Hurst just went up the pitch three times and scored. But it was just a weird game of football the way it was played and how open it was. And fair play to Reese McCabe for sticking to his principles, you know. But 
Because came undone against better quality. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Because they could they could have folded, and you always hear that same stuff about if you're three 0 down, you know why you're not just getting the ball up the pitch? Who's to say they don't lose five 0 doing that? Great goal they scored, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I know you maybe don't take pods for going out the cup like that, but I I think in this day and age, that's what bigger clubs look for: Uh, a manager, a young manager who sticks to principles and plays an attractive brand rather than. Up and I mean Hearts are winning every single week yeah. Against top flight opposition They've got Lauren Shanklin So no shame in the result Job McGee back post Looping header tipped away by Wickens Good game says Fraser Wishart Despite no breakthrough yet No breakthrough pretty much everywhere Just Dave Galloway spoiled up there Miofsky's through Marshall off his line well to block So we're, we're ticking along in terms of action But not necessarily goals We could do with one or two more, I think we would all agree. Well, at least it's lively at Pataudry. It appears to be lively at Celtic Park, although minus a goal. Uh, you know, But we're getting to that stage where the fans will start to wonder where the goal is coming from. Oh, I've got to the bottom of it. The mystery uh, has been solved. I mean, we said we played the clip from Liam McLeod and BBC yeah. Scotland saying, Gordon Dale, if you're working, if you're watching, you know, hello. He said he wasn't someone's sent me a tweet to say they saw him at the cinema last oh. night a oh, man about town you are honestly and they deceived me last night yeah. <laughs> I was in disguise no, no. <laughs> in the cinema a man of your age the cinema Dave Wright what did you going to see uh, um... at the cinema huh? do you know I could genuinely couldn't even <laughs> tell you any film that's on at the cinema anymore no, nor me no. I, I love the cinema I but nor me I'm, I, so, I'm actually going to embarrass myself like, I couldn't that. even you know I would pick one that's ridiculous to try and Take the mickey out of it. Yeah. I have no idea what's on. I couldn't. I couldn't even begin. What to go and watch? Priscilla. Was it good? <laughs> Would you recommend? Uh, I was absolutely fuming. Right? Why? Because I've never been to pictures for how long? Oh, Twenty years, thirty. I don't Seriously? Know. No, I don't. Go, I don't. Thirty years. Did you not know see oh, Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible. Actually, <laughs> apart from that, I don't go <laughs> to the pictures. Second time in thirty years. Yeah, right, I don't. Okay. I don't do pictures. I just can't be bothered with. Who right? with the TV you've got? Right. You and, and what? He's <laughs> got films that's not even been made yet. Bit, on his. What annoyed me? So I goes in. So you forget what price it oh, is. Oh, I right? knew that's what you were going to moan about. So I went up and uh, I asked for a senior. <laughs> <laughs> And it still came to 17 odd quid, right? What? So I, I was... Be- and then, to make matters oh, worse... Oh, you didn't. Tell me you didn't. What? Pick and mix. 10 quid. I'm surprised mate. you've not remortgaged the flat this morning. Mate, honestly, I'm no kidding you. A tenner? No one of the you've ones... Must- I was going to say to the boy, take some of them out, <laughs> right? <laughs> given the scale. You know how you do that? Because apparently people people look out and they see whoever's buying a pick and mix at the cinema, they assume that they're... Um, Benefiting from ill-gotten gains because you need a real extra cash to be able to afford one of them. Yeah, I could not. People honestly, are going to think you've got a wee side business if you can afford that stuff. But I had to tell the boy. I says, "Listen, mate. I say senior here." He, he went, "You're a senior." I went, "Uh huh." <laughs> you don't get money off your picking mix for being senior. I would have loved no. to have seen his face because he would have had no clue the weight until you go up to the scales. <laughs> that is a telltale moment. You I thought I had one of the here. shovels you had in the building site. I was I there. You go. So, what did you take Hold out? Down. Some of the heavy ones? A Hold couple of bombs. Oh, I had everything. I've been ring the full lot, right? I thought, ah, a wee bag. You just fill it up. It'll be two or three quid. See, the rest of the world realised that 
this stuff was expensive 10 years ago but because you've not been in that time this is you genuinely having your first ever pick and mix mistake yeah, yeah, that's a common yeah, thing I, I, was, I was a bit flustered I couldn't actually concentrate on Priscilla and Elvis if I'm because cruel. you'd spent 10 quid in the pick and mix what, you're 62 year old and you're still getting pick and mix anyway that's, that's weird I love is there an age limit on pick and mix I, no. I think I'd be up for that see the, the strawberry I, I thought you'd be more a popcorn man no, I don't like popper. The strawberry Pop long things. Trick. The dust. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. RFK says the Iron Claw. What a film! Get to the cinema. Oh, it's a bit wrestling, mistake. actually. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Oh, no, did see me in the pictures. You did. What, what do you mean you were in disguise? What there was only really four yeah. people in the full cinema. Well, what? One, so of, one of them sent me a message. You want me to say? No, 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 down there. <sighs> Right, okay. I made sure. You're on the big I, recliner. I, I swept the place before. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> was the film any good? <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Celtic 1, Kilmarnock 0. It is Kyogo. He heads in from a Ralston cross and that is what the Celtic fans were looking for. Maybe getting to that stage a bit anxious as to where the goal comes from. Half an hour gone, Kyogo produces a header and it's Celtic who lead. And on his 100th appearance, an assist for Anthony Ralston. And I wonder if Kyogo has actually scored in back-to-back games before this season. Because he hasn't been able to get into the groove of the last two seasons, but uh, he scored. I'm thinking, he, I'm thinking he will have. I'm feeling like I'm about to burst your bubble, but I don't know for sure. I will check for you. He scored against St. Mirren last Sunday in the oh, Cup. Oh, no, no. He had a good uh, Hearts and Atletico Madrid back to back. There you are. Once. Back to back. No, it's not even back to back league games for the first time either. Stand down. I only posed the question. Did, I know you did. Um, but, Mark, that's the start. I was going to say we're maybe not start we're a bit into the game now but oh, in, that, in that territory where you, you start to dread the half time whistle if you're a Celtic yeah. fan yeah no doubt it's a good time to score that old cliche but it is when maybe there's a few wee grumbles in the crowds good time to get yourselves in front and for Kyogo you know he's, he's had a fair bit of criticism this season because he's he's not been at his prolific best but it goes to show you good management from Brendan Rodgers we change in position you know added a wee bit of energy maybe his game coming at it from a different angle where he scored his goals same again today so nah, all good for Celtic all good for Kyogo I think sometimes it, because it's Celtic you just get a bit um, frustrated oh they've not scored in the first 30 minutes they're playing against a good command like that Derek McInnes has worked all week to make sure they're well drilled you've got to be patient it's all about winning the game but first goal is always important and uh, a good header for your Kyogo there to uh, set that up and you would imagine Celtic if defensively they're strong will go on and win this comfortable and is that again for the umpteenth time since he came here the importance of his movement Gordon you know if you're Derek McInnes and you've got Wright and Finlay and those guys and Mayo and, and all those guys in there you're, you're sort of hoping that Kyogo doesn't get a header inside the penalty box given his stature but it's just a sort of floated ball by Anthony Ralston and Kyogo's managed to peel round the back and get all the space he wants heads it back across Will Dennis but it feels like everything he does stems from his movement oh, his, movement, his movement's absolutely brilliant um, you know he comes alive in the box I know that he's playing that number 10 it's a little bit different for him but you know you just see him 
he looks at where a defender is and he peels on the back back of a defender. The defender's got to watch the cross. Defender, by the time the cross comes in, has no idea that Kyogo has peeled enough back to just have a nice, lovely header. He controls the header well. It's a very well-taken mm-hmm. goal. And I've got to say, good ball from Ralston. I'm glad we got a goal because it was so quiet I was about to descend into have you ever seen a famous footballer at the cinema that was about it that was as exciting <laughs> as it was going to get hearing from Gordon DL um, but we got a goal we're a bit busier than we were still nothing at the Tony Mac still nothing uh, in Dundee still nothing in the capital for Hearts Motherwell either but Kyogo has Celtic in front even as a level one all Aberdeen Hibs committed Motherwell fan you must be slightly surprised that there are no goals at Pinecastle. No, not really, to be honest. It's a long way to go. Um, Surprise we've not scored you. Oh, yeah, are you? Exactly. Especially with the bear. Well, right. excuse me. I mean, we've, we've spoiled the punchline here, but which Scottish Premiership team out with the old firm has scored the most goals in the league this season? Don't tell me. I will tell you. It is the steel man. Is that why Blair Spittle is out this afternoon? He's got sore shoulders from carrying Motherwell for so long. If you were carrying the bear, you'd have sore shoulders. He's a big laddie, but he's been doing his bit. Um, I, I now need to just quickly check to make sure that the one <laughs> that Aberdeen or Hibs have scored hasn't uh, drawn that level. But certainly going into today, I'm sure that was the stat. Yeah, Blair Spittle scored five that. of those goals in the league, but nine overall. So he has a huge miss. He has. Came on to a game this season There's no doubt about it He's got great ability A new player When he was a younger boy At Dundee United um, Played in a number of positions But Stuart Keltwell Seems to have found him a, a nice wee position To play more attacking role Yep Hugh I think you'll find Even though they're in 7th Motherwell have scored 35 Which is Bettered only By the 53 of Rangers And the 58 of Celtics Bizarre There you go if you're in that dressing room you're, you're in no doubt where the problem lies so. yeah. you, you know you're looking at Bevis McGarry and but, the rest but, and I'm but going particularly interesting because the tell us the, the n-word that Hugh hates narrative going into the season how are you going to replace Kevin Van Veen's goals how can you put and it's been not a problem but it's the other yeah well yeah the defence the goalkeeper even Liam Kelly coming under some pressure, heavy criticism this season, but Stuart Keltwell stuck by him. But if you're sitting there, you're going, listen, I'm doing, you'd be, I know for a fact you'd be sitting in the dressing room thinking, 100%. I'm doing my job. 100%. Any chance you lads can. I'd be pointing the fingers at the goalkeeper in the back four and ask them to be replaced immediately. I, I, I told you that story about Chris Commons when, remember, I was talking on Thursday night about when we blew the league at Inverness? Yeah. yeah. And we had the, we flew back and we had the meeting. Uh, and the manager's office in Laney's office and we're all Flying sitting there back, eh? I know I know how the other half live and uh, <laughs> he's going nuts Lenny's going absolute bananas and what's going on with the boy and this and that and the next thing what's the problem and everybody's quiet head down and Chris was just in the club a few weeks and he stood up and went the problem is who was in goals maybe he's oh, Forster Forster Wilson is a game and will go <laughs> <laughs> they can't keep the ball at the net he scored two that night so he was uh, he was like you have done my job he named us he named uh, everyone else did that go down oh like a not, lead balloon not great no 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 to be fair, we didn't say much at the time because we were all gutted. But Balled up. <laughs> and is that so? Is that uh, is that uncommon then 
to be oh, to, dug to out do. like that, is it? Oh, without doubt. Yeah. Sitting in a dressing That's room and saying, by things. the way, what about this guy? And never mind what about this guy. What about these five? But people must have a go individually then at each other, no? Oh, of course. Ah, there's been many a fight and many an argument what, over the, something. The, the, this was like Chris Collins took the floor <laughs> and said, Wilson's hopeless. <laughs> and everybody was going like, yeah. No, it's about time somebody said it. <laughs> Lenny was like, I think you're right there, Chris. Oh. And there's two ways of looking at it. You say, he's only in the door. Look at the cheek of this guy having the brass yeah. neck to say it. Or he's only in the door. It must be really obvious if he's managed to pick it up so quickly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he, he was a great signing. He came, he scored in his debut. No, he scored in his debut, I think, in the semi final against Aberdeen. Then he played a couple of games. He scored yeah, two that. that game. But he obviously thought, I've had enough of these clowns at the back. Was well, no one inclined to, as we say in Glasgow, stick one on him? He would, he would never get away with that, Maddie. Yeah. You can imagine these guys like Tam for size and all that in that yeah. dressing room. They come in, done that. Oh, pfft, end of story. Oh, end of story. Yeah, he wouldn't have scored another two. Ding, ding, round one. Oh, he would never have got away with that. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris but is, I like it. Ah, he's, he's, I like he that. says what he, he feels, doesn't he? Nah, I don't that I've ever forgot it. Yeah. Uh, clearly, yeah, clearly it didn't get to you. Heavy rain falling at Dens Park. We know that pitch is not oh dear. necessarily good at holding up under these conditions, so hopefully it doesn't come to much. It's well, chucking it down everywhere by the looks of it. Heavy rain, Tayside, then McDermott Park off. will be a bit funny tomorrow. 12 o'clock. Unfortunately, that was the forecast at 3 o'clock today for heavy rain. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching the weather all yeah, morning. Yeah. Mm. I like to keep up in the, the weather Chance Callum McGregor probably should do better He's inside the box, he's going to scoop it over the bar A good chance for Celtic to double their advantage But it doesn't come to the end result Alloa 1, Cove 0 Scott Taggart with a penalty there as well For the Wasps to take the lead And you just wonder You always talk about timing And good and bad times to score If Celtic were to get another before the break that really changes everything, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it changes the dynamic. I mean, I think Kilmarnock are not out of the game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but a second one before half-time really has a big psychological weight along with it. Uh, so that's the Celtic role to try and get another goal. And plus the fact, if you're daring, you can keep yourself still in the game. His bench is quite strong for getting yeah. goals. You know, he can bring people on that can get him that point, but I just feel that the next goal will be the one that seals it for Celtic, and I think Celtic will certainly go and win this game. Well, they can be very happy with the way they've played. They've been very happy with uh, the goal. It's a wonderful spot from Anthony Ralston. It gets Kyogo. And Kyogo's finish is terrific, so you can ask no more, other than a second goal before half-time. Yeah, that Alloa goal was the last goal to get in Scotland, so nothing else to update you with. But maybe we should update ourselves with this question, Hugh, yep. shall we? The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. The last six players to be signed by either Celtic or Rangers from the MLS are Jose Cifuentes, who came to Rangers from Los Angeles. 
Alistair Johnston went to Celtic from Montreal. <laughs> James Sands, who went to Rangers oh. from New York City. Matt Polster, who went to Rangers from Chicago Fire. Freddie Lundberg went to Celtic also from Chicago Fire. And Morris Edu went to Rangers from Toronto. Well done if you got them right. Well done to, in particular, Matondo, who is in third place, the old bronze medal. Thomas Snedden, second fastest. But the winner was Stephen Lauder. Well done to you, Stephen. We'll have a Who Am I after the break. That's when Gordon Dale really comes into his own. The Who Am I still to come. Anyway, 42 gone at Celtic Park. Celtic 1, Killy nil. Aberdeen 1, Hibs 1. And apart from that, blanks across the board. Hearts, Motherwell, Livy, St Mirren and Dundee against Ross County. Will we get any before the break? Or will all the teams just see themselves into the interval and go again in the second 45? Hopefully there's something else to add to the list before we do blow that half-time whistle. Well, Celtic would love a, a second goal, that's for sure. Uh, but again, I express my surprise. Hearts and Motherwell, maybe Motherwell can score a three at Pataudry. think if you get a goal at Tynecastle, likewise, Hearts scoring against everyone. Drawn a blank so far. Livy, St Mirren, I am surprised by that from a St Mirren perspective. Livy score fewer goals than anybody, so I'm not surprised about them. But I am surprised from St Mirren's point of view. And Dundee, Ross County, probably Mark Wilson and myself were in agreement. It's a draw written all over it from early morning. Ange Postacoglu's Spurs losing at home to Wolves just before yeah. the break. I'll end up 2 1. They'll leave that late Hopefully. all the time, don't they, Spurs? Oh, he's got the golden touch. They scored. Well, they conceded late for a while, didn't they? And then go yeah. back to, to score. But hold on, Wolves went to Stamford Bridge and won. Yeah. So they know we go there to Stamford Bridge and win. They're a poor, a poor side. The halftime whistles are starting to go down. The divisions, no VAR there, of course, which tends to get things moving along a bit quicker. Although I don't think we've had loads of VAR drama in the first half in the Premiership. A couple of bits at Aberdeen against Hibs. But we are edging towards the end of the first halves here. And you just wonder if any team will put their foot to the floor Try and get that breakthrough before the break Or settle for what they have got Celtic have certainly dominated at Celtic Park They've not created loads of chances But Kyogo took the one that came along for him A really good header back across the goalkeeper After a nice cross from Anthony Ralston On his 100th Celtic appearance The interesting thing for us When we open the lines at 5 o'clock The eyewitness account Those who were there sitting in the rain at Celtic Park Quantify your rate of pleasure or displeasure. Well, I was going to say, Hugh, I said on Thursday night that I think we've got to the stage now that I don't think it's really performance related. It's result, you know, dependent now how the yeah. fans feel. 1 0. If this stays 1 0, you know, the Celtic fans, I'm sure, will be happy after the game. However, if it's 1 0 going into the 80th minute, the nerves that yeah. you know go round the stadium and onto players get even greater. It makes it difficult to play in. But if a finishes one 0 I don't think there'll be many grumbles at that because people are now looking for the perfect no, performance. I think what it probably does do is shift that bit that Brendan Rodgers is talking about, though. Sorry, narrative. You know, if you start winning your games three 0 and four 0 then it, I think yeah, that the yeah, mood maybe understand that because yeah. everyone's banging on about momentum and how Rangers have it. And then Brendan Rodgers is saying, well, we're hardly lacking in momentum because of, of the results. Of course, if, if you have Palmer. Oh, we did say just before the break, maybe we'd get something. Goal 
flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Gold Dundee and it is Scott Tiffany with the strike just before the break on 45 minutes. He was through one-on-one. He slipped the ball low past Wickens who has been a busy man in the last game and a half. Couldn't keep this one out though and it's Dundee 1, Ross County 0. Tony Dock continued to do a good job at Dens. Won at home against St Johnston last week having uh, gone one down, one two one in the end. Uh, and has taken the best route go or goal up this weekend against Ross County but Don Cowie I think will bring a nice calm approach to Ross County and uh, when they scored at Ibrox midweek to make it 1-1 mm. the shockwaves reverberated oh, that's about as close as Celtic have come to making it two two chances really for Matt O'Reilly there was a shot saved then a header it was cleared off the line Celtic might well have gone into this half time break two up but it remains one Matt O'Reilly Started the season in brilliant goal scoring form, got to 10 quite quickly. Um, he's been he's stuck, in, off. yeah, he's tailed off a little bit, uh, but he'll come back because he's a quality player. It would have been a nice cushion for Celtic to get into, but I think Brendan Roger will be happy with one just now. Half time at Pitodre, here's Dave Galloway. Half time, a really entertaining one, Gordon. Aberdeen won, Hibs won, end to end from the first whistle, with Hibs going ahead after 12 minutes. Uh, Maizan Malida uh, slipped in Martin Boyle, who went round Kelarus to coolly slot home. That lead, though, lasted just three minutes. Boyan Majowski's volley parried by David Marshall, and Nicky Devlin was first in there to force the ball over the line. An open, competitive first half with a, a few meaty challenges uh, going in for good measure. Hibs keeper Marshall slapped away a, a very dangerous corner, whipped in from the far side by Connor Barron, and also came off his line very well indeed to deny Majowski, who'd uh, raced through the middle. The away side looking dangerous coming forward but to Aberdeen perhaps even more so and Leighton Clarkson slid to meet Majowski's cross only to see the ball hit the crossbar. However, Hibbs went close with Maulida's shot from a tight angle forcing a pretty decent save from Roos. Like I say, really entertaining stuff end to end here at Pittori. A large crowd here as well. I don't think we're done with the scoring just yet. At the interval, Aberdeen won, Hibbs won. No scoring at all yet. Oh, hold on a second. Let me give you one of these right at the end of the half. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. And it's Livy one, St Mirrenil Teti Yenge. He's been coming into good form since signing. Scored that dramatic winner last week at Firhill and he's got the opener just before the break. That'll change the team talks there. We do have the half-time whistle at Tyne Castle. Roger Hanna. Half-time, half-nil. Motherwell nil. A fascinating first half. Hearts, as you would expect, Gordon dominating the possession. But Motherwell probably had the best of the chances to actually break the deadlock. That started in the third minute. Jack Vale making progress in the inside right channel and finding a shot across the face of Zan. Clark's goal beyond the far post. Six minutes of free kick and then swinger from Alec Cochran. It was Paul McGinn, the Malo defender, who actually gets hit to it and it required tipped over the bar by his captain and goalkeeper Liam Kelly to keep it at nil. In 18 minutes, Motherwell back in the front foot, both Theo Bear, who's had eight in his last eight games, and Harry Payton, both at a sight of goal in a melee inside the penalty box. Hearts lucky to escape there. Lauren Shanglin didn't escape though. Five minutes later, he was booked. The only caution of the first half sliding into Vale, who's proving so 
something of a, a, a problem for the Hearts defence to cope with. And it was Vale again on loan from Blankburn Rovers, who threatened in 37 minutes. Harry Payton is playing a slightly more advanced role in the absence of Blair Spittle. He fed a lovely ball through the middle. Vale get away from the Hearts defenders, and they fired a shot wide when he had to hit the target and test Xander Clark. Be interesting to see if Mother will pay for that in the second half at the break at Tynecastle. Hearts nil, Mother will nil. Sounds like an interesting one there. What about Celtic Park? The whistle's gone, Gabriel. Yes, it has, Gordon. At half-time, it's Celtic 1, Kilmarnock 0. Kyogos header after half an hour, giving the host the lead at the interval. It's been better from the champions. Been criticised for some stuttering performances over recent weeks, but they were good in that first half, moving the ball around with a bit more purpose, although they will still want to create more chances. Early on, captain Callum McGregor set the tone. He broke through the midfield, fed Lewis Palmer, who cut in, but was shut down by goalkeeper Will Dennis. A good save, but Palmer really should have scored there. Celtic were starting to motor. They were moving the ball around the edge of the Killy box well. Ida and Kyogo linking up. Uh, they just couldn't quite get a shot off between them but the pressure eventually broke the visitors down Anthony Ralston on his 100th appearance for the club a lovely floated ball just stood up uh, and found Kyogo who'd managed to find space at the back post as he always seems to do header back across the goal and it was 1-0 Achilles' best chance of the half came just after that a Liam Donnelly header from an in-swinging corner forced a good save from Joe Hart and then just before stoppage time there McGregor had a scoop shot over he should have done better Matt O'Reilly with a double chance just before the whistle first volley well saved by Dennis and then a header cleared off the line by Corey and Daba really could have been 2-0 going down the tunnel there but the game is far from over Celtic will hope more of the same in the second half can produce more goals and move them three points clear at the top of the table for at least 24 hours half time here Celtic 1, Kilmarnock 0. What about Dens Park, Fraser Wishart? Time Gordon, but it's Dundee 1, Ross County 0. And it was Scott Tiffany was the man to break the deadlock right on 45 minutes with an individual goal through 1-1 with the goalkeeper. The first chance of the game came in three minutes. Luke McCowan drove forward from midfield. He set up Lyle Cameron, whose fierce 25-yard shot was tipped wide at full stretch by George Wickens. Good save by the big goalkeeper. Two minutes later, Eamon Brophy at the other end was inches wide, the curling shot from 25 yards. Trevor Carson beaten. Brophy looking really lively, then twisted and turned inside the box to find a yard on the angle. His fierce shot was saved by Trevor Carson with his chest at the near post. Good save by the keeper. He stood tall. At the other end, Dan Costello did well on the right-hand side. Cross to the back post. Scott Tiffany set up Lyle Cameron for another shot. This time it was deflected off Effetti and just looped over the bar. The shot looks of his goal bound. All those chances in the first 25, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Beck got involved. Owen Beck on the left-hand side. Deep cross to the back post and he's opposite. Full-back Jordan McGee who scored a few goals recently he arrived at the back post looping header tipped over the bar by Wickens and then Dundee keeper Carson the best save of the half so far kept the score level a brilliant reflex save from a Simon Murray header from close range he's only about six yards out and the big keeper stuck his hand to his left hand side to push it away very open game Dundee with most of the possession County always a threat on the break and a Lyle Cameron shot deflected into the arms of Wickens was the closest we got as we headed to half time a real blow for County they've been decent in what's been a good 45 minutes to watch so far but given the Levy late goal you have to think that County needs to get a goal and get back into this and get something from this game before they play Levy next Saturday half time at Dens Park Dundee 1 Ross County 0 a late goal and a late whistle at Livingston but it is half time David Friel yeah it is half time Gordon Livingston 1 St Mirren 0 I think it's fair to say Livingston are starting to dream is this the day they finally win a league match again after over 4 months 
47 minutes this game, there was a lot of action, wasn't really a clear-cut chance, but then Teti Yenge, the hero against this last weekend, pounced to put Livingston ahead, give them a priceless lead. St Man had probably been on top, Caelan Boyd Munns has been outstanding in midfield for the bit of technical difficulty by the sounds of it at Livingston will give David Field the chance to turn himself off and back on again and we'll do a full roundup of the half time scores next number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard let's try again who knows what the wonders of modern technology will bring up here David Field can you hear us Yes, I can, Gordon. Can you hear me? Yes, on you go. Yeah, so half time, Livingston won St Mirren now. As I said, Livingston's starting to dream they could finally win a league match for the first time in over four months. For 47 minutes, wasn't really a clear cut chance, but then Teti Yenge pounced to put them ahead. He scored the winner against Partick Thistle last weekend. He's put them in front of the break here. St Mirren probably feel it's a bit harsh. They've been good. Caelan Boyd Munn's been outstanding, but they haven't tested Shamal George at all. Then two minutes and it added time. Iobali, low shot, saved by Zach Heyman, but only spilled out to Yenge. He couldn't make any mistake from six yards. Huge goal for Livy. Could be a huge goal in their battle to stay up, and we'll see if they can hold on the second half. Half time, Livingston won St Mirren nil. Half time scores then in the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 1, Hibs 1, Celtic 1, Kilmarnock 0, Dundee 1, Ross County 0, Hearts 0, Motherwell 0. And Livingston 1, St Mirren 0 in the Championship. It's Airdrie 1, Air United 1, Dunfermline 1, Arbroath 0, Inverness 1, Partick Thistle 0, and Queen's Park 0, Morton 0. Into League 1, Alloa 1, Cove Rangers 0, Annan 1, Stirling Albion 1, Edinburgh City 0, Queen of the South 0, Falkirk 3, Hamilton Ackies 1, and Montrose 2, Kelty Hearts 0. In League 2, it's Bonnie Rig Rose 0, East 5 2, Clyde 1, Dumbarton 0, Elgin City 2, Stenhouse Muir 1, Forfar 3, Peterhead 0, Stranraer 1, The Spartans 0. And if the English Premier League floats your boat, it finished earlier on Brentford 1, Liverpool 4. At half time, it's Burnley 0, Arsenal 2, Fulham 0, Villa 1, Newcastle 0, Bournemouth 0, Forest 1, West Ham 0, and Spurs 0, Wolves 1. We'll get the second halves up and running next.